Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast live from the parking lot outside of Sun Devil Stadium after ASU's 23-20 victory over UCLA. Matt, the game had everything you could want in a game. It did. It did. It was uh, a thriller. It had momentum shifts. It had quarterback injuries. It had backup quarterbacks and third-string quarterbacks and Great plays and bad plays, and uh, yeah, it, it, uh, for a 23-20 game, it packed a lot of excitement, especially second half. So going into the half, it was a low-scoring game. There were traded field goals. Molson, the kicker for UCLA, who was being ridden by the crowd, <laughs> uh, struggled. He, he missed two, pushing them both. Uh, and uh, on the flip side, ASU Zane Gonzalez did what he does. He cashed three more field goals, which set the NCAA record. Yeah, yeah, and he had the, the only score of the first half for ASU, which was uh, off a, a Rosen fumble where he just lost handle on the ball. Um, and, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a great job of taking advantage of turnovers. like to turn them into touchdowns, but we did at least kick field goals on all of them, and especially, uh, except, I guess, the very last one, which was the last play of the game. Um, but good enough. And, uh, yeah, Zane Gonzalez continues to be a big weapon. For the Devils, they force, they wind up forcing four turnovers, a fumble, and three interceptions. Josh Rosen did Josh Rosen things. He wound up with 400 yards passing and wow. two touchdowns. But he was hurt dealing with some sort of upper leg injury that led to the backup quarterback, Fawful, coming in. He wound up three of 11 for 44 yards and two of those interceptions. Yeah, he struggled. Uh, Rosen was gutty, really gutty. It looked like... Uh, he may have gotten hurt on the very first series of the game on the roughing the passer call. And and then I think a series or two later, he took a sack and came off the field limping and never was walking confidently the rest of the game. Certainly his mobility was, was uh, uh, a big reduction in what it normally is. And, uh, you know, he gutted it out. He came back in in the second half and he let him, uh, you know, from down 10 to tie it at 13 from down 10. Again, they, they got within three and they had the ball with a chance to take the lead. And uh, the big the big play of the game was probably the offensive pass interference on UCLA. They they would have been inside the 15 with a first down. Instead, it was first and 25. They end up in third and 34, and he gets hurt again. And, and that was basically the deciding moment of the game. Yeah, the sack that brought him out of the game finally for good uh, showed the lack of mobility because he rolled out of the pocket, he got chased, and he couldn't escape anybody, and he wound up on the bottom of a three-sun right. devil pile. Right, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and fumbled on the play, and we recovered his own fumble, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it probably was a play he should have thrown away, uh, but at the same time, it's second and 25, and you don't want to, you know, give up a play, I suppose, on that one, but but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed by him. Um you know, he was a little off at times. His receivers didn't help him at times. He threw a pass that should have been a touchdown in the first quarter that was dropped. Um, but just impressed by his guts because he could have he could have turned in for the night, and he came back and uh, you know very very impressive. But nonetheless, he's 0 2 against ASU, so that's a good note. On the flip side, for ASU on the quarterback front, Brady White struggled in the first half to find any rhythm at all. He's he finished the game 19 of 36 for 179 with one touchdown and one interception. But I would say the, the most important play of the game was Brady White finally finds a rhythm, and in the fourth quarter he rolls out, he scrambles, and tries to make a play directing the receiver deep, gets tackled, lands on his lower leg, and has to come out of the game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, and that was the scenario that we discussed. Uh, you know, what do you do if he gets hurt? And um, You know, because it, in, it looked like an injury that was not going to allow him to come back, certainly today, and at, at that point of the game you're thinking – you know, we may have to go back on offense to try to win this game. Um, you had 
you had to do it. You had to go to the true freshman, and, uh, you know, his debut wasn't spectacular, throwing an interception in the end zone, uh, but, but it had to be done, and, uh, you know, depending on what happens with the two injuries, he might be the guy next week. We'll see. Like you said during the game, this is why Todd Graham makes the big money. Yeah. And ripping the red shirt off Dylan Sterling Cole, they, the first play, they run out of the Sparky formation, uh, and then he, or I'm sorry, was that? I think the first play was just a straight first play handoff. Was a handoff yeah. And then the second play, they they decide to call a pass, and they're in field goal range. Zane was on as he usually is, but instead he tosses an interception, giving ASU life with a touchback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a bad mistake, obviously, and and I think a throw that was really designed to try to be a simple throw fade route into the corner of the end zone, but he didn't throw it very well. Um, you know, and that's that's an experience. He hasn't thrown fade route in a game. He's probably throwing them in practice. It's a different story when you're doing it when the bullets are flying. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, again, not a not a spectacular debut, but he walks off the field a winner, so that's something. For the Sun Devils, statistically, the running game wasn't really there. Demario Richard wound up with 15 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown, but if you take away as long as 17, it, it was really a tough sled for him. It was, it was, but tough, you know, tough yards that he picked up. And, and again, you know, second half, um, we finally were able to cash in drives. Brady White made some good throws. He finally settled into the game a little bit, made a good throw on the, on the touchdown drive where Richard had a touchdown run and then made a very good throw to Nikhil Harry for the touchdown in the fourth quarter or third quarter. I'm sorry. Um, right at the end of the third quarter, um, you know, so he, he settled in, and then and then the drive he got hurt on was probably his most impressive drive. Uh, you know, he, he, he had, I think, three straight third down conversions, a third and seven and a third and ten uh, among those that, you know, put us into field goal range. And even though we didn't end up getting points, the time off the clock was big. You know, they had, they had gotten within three with over ten minutes to go, and by the time they got the ball back, it was under five minutes, and, and that obviously proved vital. In the first half, in the first quarter, White had a chance. Uh, Brady White had a chance. He hit Tim White in the hands, and Tim White dropped it. Yeah. And then subsequently, a couple series later, Tim White had his hand, his one of his hands taped up. But he ended the day with 11 catches for 123 yards. Wow, which, bigger numbers than I would have expected. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's the difference in when you watch a game, you know, without the benefit of TV or radio to, to give you stats. I didn't think he had that big a day, but – he did have the two third down catches on that drive, the third and seven, which was, I think, a 20-plus yard gain, and then the third and ten where he picked up 15 or something like that. So, now he came up big, and, and Nikhil Harry had a tough catch in the back of the end zone, and, uh, you know, guys made plays. Jalen Harvey had that catch on the first touchdown drive. So And a big pass. He did, yeah, yeah, a couple of pass attempts for him, uh, you know, and, and the other one was open. He underthrew the ball a little bit. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, very uh, – very solid game for the receivers. Running game wasn't great. Um, I think kind of expected that because of Manny being out. And UCLA is a good run defense. Uh, you know they they do a good job. You know closing down holes. They have speed. They have size. Um, it wasn't going to be a game we could run for you know 250 yards in all likelihood. And, you know, but we found a way somehow, some way. We had more points at the end of the game, and that's all that matters. On the defensive side of the ball, ASU was the beneficiary of some drops from UCLA and the missed field goals. But really in the first half played some very solid lockdown defense, great tackling, yeah. especially for Marcus Ball. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say the best defensive game we've had this year. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't specifically see the NAU game uh, to, to know exactly how it looked, but, um, but, you know, and we held them to fewer points, but we gave a lot of big plays in that game. And, 
this game I, I thought was very solid. We were we were very good on defense. We were in the right positions. The, the two big plays we gave up was just not making tackles. But the scheme was solid. For the first time all year, I felt like we, we schemed it up correctly all game. We had guys in the right positions. The, the missed tackles are still a problem. But it was a big step forward today. One of the things that you thought might have derailed the team today was in the second quarter, Kareem Orr got hurt, had to be helped off the field, and he never returned. They had been going with Orr and Chandler yeah. at the start of the game at the two corner positions. Gump Hayes has to come in. Hayes makes every tackle that you needed him yeah. to make, really. He forced a turnover with an interception uh-huh. and broke up a couple passes. He had a big day. He did. He did. He had his best day, no doubt about it, on defense. I mean, I know he had the two picks against Texas Tech, but he also got beat a lot in that game. And Again, I, you know, the the, uh, the the big plays where guys were out of position or guys were out schemed, they didn't exist tonight. So that was a big step forward to – to have that happen and, and see guys that just they were there to make the plays and um, you know the missed tackle on the on the long touchdown the missed tackle on the long catch by Jamabo that led to a field goal but you know you go back to that play too and the and the hustle down the field to stop him at the two and then we get the stop on you know third and goal hold him to three and that's that's a difference in the game they score a touchdown there it's a it's a whole different ball game yeah Karan Crump hustled down the length of the field probably the best effort play yeah. for the Devils in the game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a huge play because that's, you know, I mean, if you do the math, obviously the game plays out a little differently, but the difference in 7-3 and three is, is uh, you know, if the game, if everything else about the game is the same, it's 24-23. Now, how does the game play out? Obviously, it's a different story, but, but uh, you know, a monster play in a game where points were at a premium, you know, to hold them to a field goal attempt was big. Looking ahead, you know, Brady White was hurt. We saw Manny Wilkins on the sideline. He was in a boot. Christian Sam was in full uniform uh, and had his cleats taped up, but Manny not in uniform. He's wearing, you know, street clothes with the jersey over the top. He's in a walking boot, although he did come out as a captain, so the team obviously is still involved. When Brady White got hurt, you know, Wilkins sort of hobbled, jogged out uh, to check on him, and at the end of the day, we – actually had a chance to briefly speak to Manny Wilkins. Yeah, yeah, doing a little reporting here. Which is rare for us. <laughs> but he told us that he's going to be back next week. Now, this is a team where everyone's back and everyone's sure. likely to play. But if they need him because if White's out, yeah. you're at you're at Dylan Sterling Cole and Jack Smith, yeah. who is your break class in case of emergency wide receiver. Yeah, on the road against a, you know, a much better team than it's been. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not an ideal situation. Um, but that's why this win was so big. You know, because it's it's all about stacking wins, and you know we're gonna we're gonna lose again this year, and it may be as soon as next week. But this one is is a big one. I mean, it's a tiebreaker win if it comes down to it, uh, and and it's uh, you know now we're we're what two and one in conference, and we're tied at the top of the Pac-12 South. So we're we're right there in position to do what you kind of hoped was the high end for this year, which was which was win the Pac-12 South. Realistically, that's about all you could expect. Um, and halfway through the season, we got a chance to do that. So that's that's a good place to be. Yeah, that you know that's bolstered by Colorado going and dropping a game to USC tonight. Um, in the Pac-12 North, it it looks like it's going to be Washington in a runaway. It sure does. Yeah, I mean Stanford loses a second time, and and uh, I mean I guess Washington State doesn't have a conference loss yet, but they do have two out of conference losses. Um, uh, so they're they're in the mix there too. But boy, Washington has looked invincible the last couple of weeks, and. 
And uh, it looks like, you know, the, the playoff contender from the Pac-12 by far. The Apple Cup should be very exciting. Yeah, it should. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we, we talked Washington State early in the year, and they lost to, who was it, was it Eastern Washington the first week? Yeah. And then they lost to Boise. And I, and I cautioned against writing them off then because they did it last year. They lost to Portland State. And losing to Boise, there's no shame in that. Boise's a top 25 team. Um, and, and, you know, they did it last year. They bounced back from a, an embarrassing loss in the opener to, to go 8-4 and four and get to a, a nice bowl game and win that. You know, they're, they're a solid team, a solid quarterback that we're going to see in a couple weeks and going to challenge us just like a lot of quarterbacks have. We faced a lot of good ones this year and, and another one in a couple weeks in him. Washington beats up on Oregon in odds in 70 uh, to 21. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to ASU and just sort of thinking about the game, one of the takeaways for me was the ineffectiveness of the Sparky formation. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I credit UCLA a little bit for that. I mean, look, it's it's on film now and, and teams know how to defend it. And, you know, Texas Tech didn't defend it. and They should have been better at it. Um, but, you know, they didn't do it. Um, but now, you know, teams are ready for it. But at the same time, there were a few times – late there uh, you know on that last drive you needed to grind out some yards would have been nice to get the first down and end the game with the offense on the field that's always what you want but you know you had to do it it, it wasn't as effective as it's been uh but it you know it, it uh it worked ultimately to the tune of a win and it, it was able to wind the clock there and take the ball out of dylan sterling cole's hands in that last drive which was probably good he had to be uh, a little rattled first game you throw a pick um, you know, he had his, his, you know, heart had to be going really, really fast. So probably good to have that in the bag and just, you know, snap it to your veteran running back, run three times, run some time, and then turn it over to your defense who got, you know, two sacks and an interception to end the game. The defense looks stout on that last drive. When, when this team can pin its ears back, and it was really the first time we got to see that between Rosen being uh, a little bit yeah. banged up and then when, you know, when it was fawful, they, they – <laughs> You know, ASU, ASU just <laughs> went hard at him. Yeah. Was, yeah. And, and they got good pressure. Karan Crump made some plays. You know, Tishan Smallwood came back from some struggles early, two personal foul penalties in the first quarter. Uh, but righted the ship, played strong. Yeah. JoJo Wicker had some big plays. One thing I want to talk about, though, that we haven't touched on is there were some coaching miscues both ways. ASU more so in the first half. Uh, obviously – Chip Lindsey got the offense a little bit more right. dialed in in the second half. The first half, it looked very sluggish. Brady mm-hmm. White couldn't find a rhythm. Mm-hmm. We seemed to be overly relying on yeah. the passing game. Yeah, yeah, and having to call two timeouts on punt situations. One, returning a punt, not having enough guys out there. And then another one, when we're punting, which I, that's a situation where I think you just take the delay a game. Uh, that was obviously not good. But probably the biggest coaching mistake was UCLA's. They had two timeouts when they punted the ball after Rosen gets hurt and, and they have the third and 34. They don't get it. They punt the ball two and a half minutes. You got two timeouts. You stop them, you know, twice, and you get the ball back with, you know, a minute and, and a half, minute 40, um, and they have to burn a timeout before the ball's ever snapped because they don't have enough guys on the field, or I think they had too many guys, actually. A huge mistake because then all of a sudden it's it's a minute. You know, we're punting with 58 seconds, and, and that's a, a totally different dynamic for that last drive. So... Uh, yeah, a significant mistake there that really cost him the game in some ways. On the ASU side, it almost felt like Kareem Moore's absence was, was more problematic for special teams than <laughs> yeah. in the secondary. The secondary was making plays and doing things, but on special teams, guys couldn't get lined up with yeah. it. And, yeah. and that's the play or hurt himself it was right. diving to block a kick. 
which he almost did. Yeah, he almost got there, but then got hurt. And, you know, he's a guy that obviously we need to get back. And, and he was on the sideline, so that's encouraging. It wasn't like they, you know, took him in and he wasn't anywhere around. He wasn't you know, on crutches or something like that, but wasn't able to come back in tonight. Um, but, you know, we'll need him. But, yeah, I mean, this this was – as good as this defense has looked this year. It wasn't, it wasn't spectacular, but, but that's the kind of defensive effort that's going to be, you know, that, that helps you win nine or 10 games. If you can get that, uh, you know, we got key stops. We made, we made plays, we got sacks. We, you know, we forced turnovers. Um, that's the defense we've been waiting for. It's never going to be a shutdown group, but that was more like the 2013, 14 group that was, was always there with a big play when we needed it. Yeah, the, the risk-reward finally paid off. Now, we gave up big plays. We yeah. gave up in the first quarter. There was a 49-yard play that, you know. Well, it was a good throw. You know, yeah. guy, guy, you know, just a little bit behind the defense. Again, guy was there. You know, there were, there were no plays tonight, at least not from my memory, where a guy was running wide open and nobody was around or we had two guys, you know, with one guy on him. Uh, the scheme problems weren't there. You know, the tackling problems are upsetting. Those are things you can get better at. Scheme problems are like, what's what's going on? And and uh, tonight, you know, I, I like seeing that. Those two big plays in the second half, don't like them, but they were just missed tackles. They weren't necessarily bad schemes. Just guys didn't make plays. And, and you know, you need that. Um, but, you know, very encouraged by what I saw. Guys were in positions to make the plays tonight. When the first time I could say that consistently. One of the things that I think helped settle the defense was your safety is the guy who's supposed to be able to make the saving tackle. And, and they yeah. put Perry and Ball back there, and those were two guys who make tackles. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's it's taken six games to find the right mix um, to, you know, to get Maurice Chandler involved. He played fairly well. Um, and and to get Ball at safety, you know, Ball's been a guy, God, we've talked about him for, for years. Um, he was going to play as a true freshman, and then he got hurt. And, and then he's just been, you know, in and out of the lineup with injuries, position changes, even this year. Um, you know, and it's been it's been hit or miss with him. But tonight he showed his impact and he showed that's the spot for him, I think. So very, very solid and, and gives you gives you hope going forward that maybe we found some answers. Again, there's there like we talked about this week. Uh, there's no quick fix. There's no there's no magic elixir that's going to take us from horrible to great. But you just we, we needed to go from horrible to, to passable. And tonight we were that. Yeah, it was everything that you would hope from a Todd Graham defense when you know that big plays are going to be a part of it. At least we were forcing turnovers and making stops. Yeah. But it's going to be a party on Mill Avenue. This is not a game we were expected to get, and we got it. The Sun Devils, you know, trying to find the right formula and things not working. They're still 5-1. They are, and 4-0 at home, you know, protecting home field and a couple tough opponents ahead to finish the home schedule. Um, But, you know, you you feel good that we're developing that confidence at home. And now we got to – now we got to take it on the road. I mean, we, we played two road games. We're one and one. We haven't played well in either. Um, you know, the biggest the biggest challenge is now we finish with four out of six on the road. If we're gonna if we're gonna do anything but make a an average bowl game, then you know we're gonna have to play well on the road and beat some good teams on the road. Uh, but that's that's a, a worry for another day. Today's a, a big win. We're five and one. Um, I don't think either one of us had us at five and one at this point of the year. Um, Maybe you did. I, had, I did, I had but, four and two, but in reverse. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, so you know, I will, I will take it. But, you know, we're we're right on track for the eight wins that I was hoping for, and and hopefully more than that. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're five and one, you start dreaming a little bit bigger. 
um, but realizing that we still have a trip to Washington ahead, um, and we still have tough games with Colorado, with Utah, uh, you know, with Arizona potentially. You never know what that game's going to be at the end of the year. Washington State, like we talked about, uh, crazy as it sounds, Oregon might be the worst team we play the rest of the year, which is really hard to believe I'm saying that. Um, but Washington exercised their Oregon demons today, so hopefully we can do the same in three weeks. And Todd Graham follows through with the consistency of getting blown out by an L.A. school, beating an L.A. Well, school. Well, and, and just in general, like we talked about, I mean, the, the record is amazing, and, and, and you know, you'd rather not have the front end of it, and he said that this week. But you gotta you got to respect the fact that, boy, when this team takes a beating, they come back the next week focused, and, and they – they pull off wins that you just don't expect them to be able to get. So, uh, yeah, I'd be very, very happy with that. Again, would I like to see a season where we didn't have a beat-down game? Absolutely. But, you know, it's nice knowing that those things don't snowball into six-game losing streaks. Because we've had that in the past, 2008, I remember. You know, bad loss to UNLV, and then the next thing you know, we're 2-6. and six. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's nice that you could put those things in there. You know, you got beat, move on, and play better the next week, and he seems to be able to do that. So that's going to do it for us. Until next time when we break down our next game midweek, he's Matt, I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.